Hey guys, this is Ralph Macchio. Hey, what's up y'all? This is William Zabka. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. I am Brianna. Guys, and we are finally back with another episode review, this time 302 Nature versus Nurture. I love this episode. Go it's figure. A great, you know, it's a great episode. It's a great season. Uh, but first and foremost, I want to apologize to those that have been waiting for our episode reviews. Uh, I've been getting lots of messages like on Instagram and and Twitter, and uh, we appreciate, you know, the support, and um, I hope you guys have been enjoying, like, some of the interviews that we've been putting out. Uh, I think we've, what, put out about, uh, I don't know, twelve, at least 12 interviews. Um, it has been a lot since January. Yeah. yeah. It's been, like, crazy. And and not just, like, you know, the interviews, but uh, a lot of happenings going on, um, as you can imagine, with the uh, rise in popularity of the show. Uh, there has been more content creators, uh, channels, podcasts. So we have been invited on a variety of them. Uh, Brianna, you've you've been on like four or five, maybe even six uh, things this year alone. Yes. Um, I was actually counting back. I was on uh, Podflix and Chill. I was on with um, Rimdog on Critic Nation. I was on... Um, Actually, twice with um, with uh, Michael Drain um, on uh, unpopular unpopular culture, and then last week um, had a tremendous fun uh, doing a live stream uh, reading, like a table read of uh, three hundred eight, and oh. I played Daniel on Cobra Kai and on Cobra Kai Kid, um, right. and it was. Uh, him and the Karate Gals, Mariah and Jesse, Shamoon, Andy Roo, um, bon, uh, BKD, Bonsai Kai Dojo, and mm. Guest Sensei. Um, and Daniel San from Cobra Kai Studio was there. He was kind of in and out. He was having connection issues. Uh-huh. And Watch Party, yeah. the narrator who could not stick to the script no matter <laughs> what he did. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun was had, so definitely uh, check all of those out. Uh, We've been everywhere, you guys. Um, For those that even follow us on uh, Instagram, specifically me, because I I run the the main account, I've been doing some lives here and there, taking questions. Um, uh, Yesterday, my son and I, my eight-year-old son and I, we we went live and took some questions from the followers, so that was fun. But uh, for me, the only guest appearance I feel I've made was on Cobra Kai Theory's channel, um, since a William Christopher Ford reached out and invited me on for this uh, fundraiser event with some of the uh, OG Cobras, including Tony O'Dell. So um, a, a, a rare appearance there made by him. Uh, since a Ron Thomas, who's been a guest on our show a number of times, Yuji Okamoto was a surprise guest, Sean Kanan, uh, as, as Sean Kanan does with his technical difficulties. Right. <laughs> um, Rick Perez, the young Cobras, Austin Reigns, um, Owen Morgan, Nate uh, was there as well. Uh, G-Rod, Gabriel um, uh, Rodriguez, who, who plays Hector from the first episode. Uh, he, he stopped by and then continued to run on the treadmill. <laughs> 
<laughs> during the <laughs> live event. So it was it was uh, quite quite chaotic in in a fun way uh, as lives uh, tend to happen. Right, and uh, last I saw was over ten thousand dollars raised. Yes, yes, uh, that was his. Uh, so say Ford's uh, goal was uh, to um, to make ten thousand, and and he has surpassed that. So congratulations, and to everybody that donated too. I, I know uh, Christy S, uh, one of our listeners and fanfic writers. She, uh, <laughs> I think Tony O'Dell's like, hey, I'll offer this, and she's like, on it. Boom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anything yeah. anything from Tony and Christy is there. Yeah. So that was, that was a, a, a lot of fun. Um, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. Some some more exciting things to come in the near future. Uh, I'm going to stop kind of teasing and announcing because I, I am superstitious. And sometimes I get excited and kind of like run my mouth so much or too much and kind of reveal certain things. So I'm just going to, you know, things will drop when they drop. Um, that's all I'll yes. say about that. You know, yes. So, just to kind of alleviate any headaches. Uh, so the the last time we did uh, an episode review, we did put out, hey, you know, send us a, a voicemail uh, using our phone number, and and nobody has sent one in. Uh, the the number is on um, the show notes, which also, by the way, Brianna, uh, I forgot to mention, uh, we are now a a partner affiliate with Contenders Clothing. Uh, so you guys may have seen some of their. Um, you know, badass designs of uh, Cobra Kai uh, style designs. And um, I ordered some um, and I've been promoting some of those uh, just just to get a little kickback from them for, for promoting. But uh, we'll provide the link in the show notes. If you guys use our link and our code CK podcast, you'll get 20% off. It's pretty awesome. I'm just waiting. You you are rocking the male model thing. I'm mm. just waiting for the underwear photos. <laughs> uh, you know what? I've considered ordering ordering those boxers. I don't know if I will. We'll, we'll see. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to see my dad bod. Uh, you should. Uh, you <laughs> should. You should get the uh, skeleton boxers and then wear it with the hoodie. <laughs> Double promotion. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I may just uh, hire M- Michael, uh, our, our you know previous um, uh, interviewee, because I, I've I've seen him model uh, in very few clothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen That's his model photos? Well, I mean, I was, I was doing I research mean, on the man, and his photos are on his website. So, yeah, but he's like a. Friend of ours now, so that's yeah, yeah. like super awesome. So, so you say that should be easier for for me to ask him. <laughs> sure, uh, all right, <laughs> go for it. As as we said, episode three hundred two, nature versus nurture. Um, this one was uh just like the first episode, directed by John and uh, Hayden, um, Herwitz and Schlossberg, uh, respectively. Also, the teleplay is written by uh, Joe Pioroli and also Luan Thomas, uh, previous interviewees as well, um, writers of the show. Hilarious guys. Uh, they were background uh, folk in the first episode. So um, this synopsis is provided, as always, by Amy. She writes, Johnny and Daniel spend their day driving around the valley in search of Robbie and a stolen Dodge caravan. Along the way, they encounter family, friends, and foe, and we learn that Johnny Lawrence will not lie to your wife for you, so don't ask. Unfortunately, the Lawrence LaRusso truce is short-lived, and after a good old-fashioned 80s car chase and chop-shop throwdown, they part ways again. 
At Cobra Kai, Kreese continues testing the emotional strength of his students as he builds his little army. Meanwhile, Miguel starts his recovery with a setback, and we learn about Tori's less-than-ideal home life. I think she nailed it, as always. I, I think she got everything in there, yeah. This yeah. is a pretty packed episode. Um, I think it clocked at, like, 38.19 or 38.16, something it, like that. It's, it's a high 30s, and, and uh, it, that, that includes credits and, like, all the international voiceovers and stuff, too. So mm-hmm. I, I've been noticing that um, when I'm taking the notes that I'm like, oh, man, this is a long episode. And then I'll breeze right through it. And then, like, man, I still got a few minutes left with these credits. So, so yeah, about 38-ish. But you know what? It's, like, low 30, uh, realistically. So... Um, I think Hayden once on Twitter, we might have even mentioned this during the uh, season three reaction, but the first two episodes is just to set up the season. Oh, and it does a fantastic job. I mean, they get everybody in there. Um, One of the things that actually impresses me about this episode, um, as far as filming and things like that go, just I'll just get it out of the way now. Um, When episode two was filmed, Mm -hmm. um, Peyton List was in Australia. Okay. Yeah. So they like got her scenes shot after she got back and they just fit right in. It's it's like Marty was able to just jump right into it, you know, like right back as Crease was at that time. Um, and I thought they just did. They did a fantastic job. You can't tell she was not there till what, like the middle of October or something. Uh, all right, so we start off with a flashback. We actually get some backstory on Crease, uh, at least the the uh, the beginning of it. So we're in San Fernando Valley, uh, 1965, and we see the banana boat. I thought that was a fantastic way to bring that timeline into our universe. I, yeah. I that was brilliant. Uh, the song "Wooly Bully" here. What did it remind you of when you first heard the song? Wooly Bully? Yeah. Um, well, I always think of Sha Na Na because my dad was a big Sha Na Na fan and they did a version of it. Oh, okay. Uh, my mind went to Splash. Oh, I, God, I haven't seen Splash in so long. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's uh, funny enough, it was also a, um, it o- opens up with like, you know, the, a young John Candy and Tom Hanks. They're on that ship and. <laughs> The little John Kennedy's like going around dropping coins so he can like uh, uh, go around looking underneath dresses. At least that's the way I remember it. Um, va- I think I vaguely, I mean, like I, it's been so long since I watched Splash that you could actually still see Daryl Hannah's butt. <laughs> you're right, you're right. A when Disney I Plus, watched it. Uh, subscribers, you're right. Yeah. Uh, at least that's the way I remember it. And second, Wooly Bully would be the Chipmunk Adventure uh, movie, nineteen eighty seven. I feel cartoon. Um, anyway, so I, I I just wondered, you know, to see if we can pick up any possible Easter eggs, right? So uh, that's all. No, I just I like I like that uh, David is is talking about um, you know getting rid of it and getting some real muscle, and he calls <laughs> it a piece of crap. So I immediately right. do not like Jesse Cove's character. Right, Jesse Cove plays David. Right, the uh, varsity. He's he's insulting the car. He can't do that. on social media is this the car that is going to end up being sold and eventually end up with Miyagi or is this just another version of it 
I have a feeling that that was actually Ralph's car just oh, because oh, yes. it's so hard for them to go. I mean, it's not impossible because people sell 47 super deluxes all the time. They paint one yellow. But why would they go to all that effort when they have Ralph's car right there in Atlanta? Um, right. But, you, but th- that's- to, to me, I never doubted that, uh, you know, that at some point David sells that car to Mr. Miyagi. And if not Mr. Miyagi, somebody, you know, and it eventually, again, ends up with Miyagi. Um, yes. Because like San Fernando Valley, we're right there in the area. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, so um, I, I I like to think that th- th- that would be the one that ends up in Daniel's uh, possession. Oh, yeah. I, ne- I never doubted that it was intended to be. Yeah. Um, all right. We get the introduction of young Crease. Um, and we get a little bit of a... Uh, Gosh, I I forget the the interview that Josh Hill did. Um, it was with a woman from the UK, and in there he was discussing how uh, there was a few times where they used the um, the audience's expectations against them. You know, mm-hmm. and and this is the first of that instance. At least, I, you know, I can't think of one from the first episode, but and we'll definitely get one in episode three. But. Right. Um, this one, you know, most of us who follow the the cast, we are familiar with who Jesse Cove is, and so I think the majority of us immediately was like, "Oh, that's he's playing his father. That's <laughs> that's pretty awesome." Uh, but we find out that it was actually a a um, I don't know if he was a server, but he was definitely sweeping the floor. Uh, that was actually a young Crease uh, Barrett uh, Carnahan. Yeah, I think he's a busboy because at one point okay. his boss says that the tables aren't going to bust themselves. There you go. Um, and the the really st- Strange thing mm-hmm. is that someone did a deep fake <laughs> yeah, between uh, Marty and Barrett, right. and he actually looks more like Marty did at that age than Jesse does. Yeah, uncanny, right? Yes, Very uncanny. I saw it. It was quite amazing. They, uh, I, I think it was with him in Vietnam already. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we got a recruiter shows up with a brochure, approaches David. And uh, I, I feel I, I didn't look it up. Uh, I don't have the credits in front of me, but I do feel that. Um, oh gosh, I'm ha- I'm I'm blanking on the <laughs> the other guy's name here. Uh, Ken Barfield. That sounds right. Yeah. Barfield. Barfield. Barnfield. Barfield. There's no e. Um, I don't know. Okay. Um, Ken. The man. <laughs> yeah, who, who doubles for Marty. Uh, the recruiter approaches them first. You know, obviously they got the the body for it, uh, uh, I, I would like to say. Um, but it is actually Crease that seems the most interested in uh, possibly joining the army. And I think, yeah, I, he, he seems to be, he's also very interested in uh, someone else that we meet at this point, who is Betsy. Right. Betsy um, is the name on that... Uh, uh, what was it that's in his room in episode 204? Yes. Thanks for the f- French fries or something. That's what I thought it said. Yeah. Uh, um, sh- shout out to uh, Becca Kenyon who provided me with a, um up-close shot of that image, and that is somewhere on Twitter. Yes. Betsy Johnson. Betsy Johnson. So, um, and also shout out to Cobra Kai Kid for predicting way back when the comic books came out mm-hmm, because she was- that we would meet Betsy in season three. Yeah. There you go. So, so this is her. Uh, we immediately find out that David is um, 
you know, not a nice guy. He, uh, we, we also find out here's a here's a big one right here uh, that Chris's mother committed suicide. Yeah, this is um, my first impression of John Kreese at this point, 18, 19, however old he is. I really like this kid. Mm -hmm. I like him a whole lot. He's very chivalrous. He's been through a hell of a lot. Um, his mother was, I'm going to uh, you know put everything together that we get in this episode. His mother was severely mentally ill for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he dealt with that, then he dealt with her suicide and he's still out there and he's still wanting to be the hero. Yeah. And I really, really like this kid. Uh, an expression, um, that I think is fitting is I like the cut of his jib, this guy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it in this sequence. And then... Uh, we cut to uh, present time, Kreese, uh, addressing the Cobra Kai dojo, says that the, sometimes the world can be cruel, uh, sometimes you got to be cruel uh, yourselves. And basically, he tells the class that uh, they need to retaliate for what happened to Miguel, uh, that he is one of their own. Yeah, kind of, um, it, it's kind of a, a strange, like, backshadowing, foreshadowing thing, Yeah, um, where we get we understand we've just met this really super sweet John Kreese and like Johnny. And then we're going to watch him turn into, you know, this monster. We're going to know what made him what he is. Right. It, it's kind of a big, a uh, huge contrast, right? We, we see the young one and we're like, well, how, now how do we get from point A to B? Uh, right. And that's what this uh, entire season is going to show us. Um, and then he ends it with, uh, they're going to strike back and strike hard. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the mantra. It is. Uh, we got uh, a scene here with Carmen and Miguel. And uh, Miguel is trying to speak. And he's doing the whole W sound, wah, wah. And she thinks that he's asking for water. But he asks, where is Sensei? So yes. Johnny is definitely on his mind. Yes. yes. Any thoughts here? Um, well, your favorite line. <laughs> yes. Um, and I love it, too. Um, okay, about his... fine. You know, Come I was, on. I was going to try to save it for the end. You know. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, we'll skip no, it then. it's all right. It's um because it came up in the interview, you know, and so for those that listen to it, um, you know, may be expecting it already. But yes, it is one of uh, my favorite lines of the of the episode. Um, I I don't know if oh it was something that you're not supposed to keep near the window because UV lights, but. Basically, Carmen, comic, okay, and Carmen tells Miguel that it's from your pale friend. What's his name, Dimitri? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so shout out to whichever um, writer inserted that uh, specific line because it it had me chuckling. Yeah, I liked it, and he got a fruit basket from from the Larussos, and um, they're making the rounds. You know, in the um, first episode review, you mentioned like. Gosh, it's taken Daniel like two weeks, and he's still calling. Well, he's visiting Miguel. He's visiting Shannon, as as we'll find out. So they, you know, they they've been busy. And I actually like that. You know, they're showing uh, Daniel and Amanda keeping up with these people. Like Daniel was so mad at Miguel mm-hmm. for so long. And then, you know, after the fight, seeing Sam so upset about him and, and everything else. And I, I kind of wonder how much of that was Amanda. Yeah. But I, we I also right. see that Daniel really cares, too. 
Yeah, we'll, we will find that out. Uh, but yeah, to what you're saying, I, I, I do think it is more on Amanda. Uh, she's the one who also appears to be making visits, you know, between uh, Sam and uh, I'm sure she's checking in, feeling a little bit of maybe not responsibility, but uh, some sort of responsibility to check on uh, Miguel just because of, you know, Sam was involved in the fight and, and all that, too. And they were dating, so... Right. Um, and I do like that uh, uh, Carmen mentions that uh, Yaya is cooking up a storm. <laughs> and I, I believe she says all the Tupperware is full of tres leches. Oh, there um, you go. So that's back to which I love tres leches. Um, and it's like a really like super comfort food. Yeah. So, you know, that absolutely makes sense to give the boy all the whipped cream. You yes. Know? All of it. Um Oh, gosh, I was going to say something. Oh, well, I was going to comment on like, you know, it's kind of nice. Yeah, we, here we are in March. Uh, in theory, had we been doing an episode a week, we'd actually be close to being finished with season three. Um, having this time, uh, uh, this little bit of a break while we were doing interviews, um, it kind of gives it, it gave us more time to kind of rewatch these episodes, process them a little bit more, and maybe pick up on more things as well. Um, I am still continuing to miss things as I'm like looking down to take notes and looking up. I'm like, dang it, I missed the dialogue, you know, so things like that. Um, well, we're know, always like, going to miss things. Like, I'm supposed to be the queen of the Easter eggs, right? Yeah. Biggest Hurwitz and Schlossberg Easter egg in existence is in episode 203, and I just realized it's there tonight. Oh, do you want to reveal what it is? Blockers. Okay, the movie when, that they when, produced. Yeah, when when Johnny brings up his browser, he types B-L-O, and Blockers shows up as one of the options. Oh, okay. See, I, I don't even remember that. Like, I feel I would have yep. picked up on that, too. See? Totally just, whiffed. They, these guys, man, they, they put in so much of that love, you know, just for, and it, I, I, I can only imagine how rewarding it is for them to like hear or see that people have picked up on it. Um, I, I noticed one for the longest time, but I didn't have the means to like do a, uh, like a screen capture kind of deal mm -hmm. until recently. And so, um, I did one of Nathaniel wearing the, uh, aviators, and mm -hmm. I put it, you know, up and down with Daniel with the aviators. And a lot of people are like, how the hell did I miss that? And I'm like, I thought that was pretty obvious. Like, he just got beat up by Cobra Kai. And now he's hiding the baby browns. Right. Behind the, the giant sunglasses. Yeah. Speaking of Easter eggs, how uh -huh. did we get through that first scene without you mentioning what inspired that? Which one? Oh, Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking of it as I was um, kind of talking about the scene, and then I just completely forgot as we continued to talk. Uh, but yeah, my interview with Jesse Cove, I did bring up like, hey, I saw a lot of similarities with uh, uh, Back to the Future Part 1, which uh, Rick three times, uh, he also caught that and did a really cool uh, meme, uh, Chopsticks and Flies. Uh, you guys can find that. But uh, I I want to try to cut something, you know, and make mash up Back to the Future with uh, Cobra Kai season three, but um, Jesse's character David trips Creased very much the way um, Marty trips Biff in 1955, and mm. some more coming up in this episode as well uh, that also parallels uh, some things there. So. Um, the and his boss hat. yelling at him. Yeah, the boss yelling at him. The um, crease is wearing the the bus boy hat, which 
uh, Mayor Goldie Wilson. You know, he was wearing one as well in Cafe mm-hmm. or Lou's Cafe. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Uh, well, according to Jesse, I guess it didn't really occur to them until they were really filming it. But I don't know. <laughs> I think it's pretty blatant. Yeah. I mean, I'm not bit. even a Back to the Future fan. And I was like, oh, all we're missing is the McFly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could definitely throw that in. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we got Johnny and Daniel going on a road trip. Uh, Daniel has some green stuff for him. Um, you know, probably a, a bit of a nod to the green stuff that Miyagi has given Daniel through the movies. And um, Johnny mentioned Daniel drives like a rocking chair. So probably a lot of stop and goes. But um, I think it means Daniel obeys the traffic laws. Okay. Um, I adore that he's such a dad that he has Advil in his glove box. <laughs> yeah. That is that is such a dad thing. Um, and that, you know, as soon as Johnny wakes up, you know, he's got a green juice right in his face. Like, he is such a dad that he is dadding Johnny. He's Johnny's daddy. And no. Oh. Completely different meaning. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so. We just took a turn into fanfic land like, whoa. Yeah. Anyway, he's. So- Nur- he's it's the it's the nature versus nurture, right? Right. Daniel is at this point nurturing Johnny. He's uh-huh. taking care of him. Like cradling him, him like a baby, feeding him a bottle. Now we're like just <laughs> completely off the rails. <laughs> and uh, I would like the public to note that it was Peter that took us there and not me. Wait to wait until a little bit later. Um so oh, they, they, they plan on visiting Shan, uh, a.k.a. Shannon, uh, and hopes that she can help them out. And yes. um, they pull up. We find out that it is one of the best facilities in the country, uh, in Malibu. And Shan doesn't notice Johnny at first. I thought that was kind of funny. And um, her and Johnny started jawing at each other. Well, before they get to Shannon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your favorite part. Yes. Go ahead. I absolutely have to give a very public shout out to Rehab Lady. Um, I love the way this scene was written. I love the way this scene was handled, the way it was acted. Everything is, is absolutely perfect. She assumes they are a couple. Right. She assumes Daniel is there to check Johnny into rehab. Right. And neither one of them are grossed out by this. Daniel just kind of snickers a little bit and smiles. Plays along with it. Yep. Johnny just kind of looks at the floor for a minute. And then as they walk away, goes, yeah, laugh it up, LaRusso. That's right. So I, I love that. I, I didn't pick up on that in, until you actually mentioned it. And um, it's just one of those subtle things. And again, uh, the writers are very deliberate with the choice of words. And so, like, and uh-huh. Frank Helmer, yes, being the genius that he is, custom designer. The dress, the dress that rehab lady is wearing has red and blue stripes. Well, there you go. So she's a shipper. Yes, there is so much like. The the more I pay attention to the backgrounds as I watch them, I, and I will admit that this episode in particular, um, I have watched the whole thing probably 15 times. Okay. I've watched the fight, God, dozens. I don't even know. Sure. But the more you pay attention to what's going on in the background, the clothes, it's it, like – the depth just keeps coming and it makes me want to go back and do seasons one and two all over again 
Because finding so much in season three tells me we went, we missed so much in those. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And, you, you know, th- think about like how long after seasons one and two did I even talk to some of those people, including right. Frank. Um, right. So, yeah, very deliberate with the words and uh, th- 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 that the subtlety of that went over my head. And I just, you know, read the scene as as is on paper. Uh, but yeah, if you're really paying attention, what you just explained, it, it's right there. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Beautifully <laughs> yeah. done. Um, I like this thing where um, Dior Baird, she, you know, well, Shannon, she tells Johnny, like, you look, or, you know. Uh, <laughs> he he says, you look good. And she looks at him and goes, you and too? And the, the thing that she does with her head, <laughs> that little back and forth. It's yes. like she hasn't even decided exactly what she wants to say or is like, I don't know if I'm going to agree with this, but I'm just going to say two, you know? Right. So yeah, it's so, it's so subtle. That thing stuck out to me on my very first watch. Yeah. Um, I, I love the, I love the way she did that. Um, and I love that they instantly start going at each other. Right. The monster truck thing. Like, why is she knocking on the monster truck? I take my, my son to the monster truck uh, rallies. Um, I like the whole conversation about he knows when she's faking it. And she's right. like, well, obviously not. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so Daniel has to, you know, separate the two, obviously. And right. she tells. And he has kept up with her because he discusses with her specifics about her treatment plan. Uh, did you see their hug? <laughs> uh, yeah, they, yeah, they are very good friends that's at this not, point. That's not the first time they've hugged. So you guys no. go back and, and rewatch that hug. Yeah, um, they're, they're very good friends at this point. So Daniel yes. has absolutely been going to see Shannon and keeping up with her. Yep. But it makes sense. He's so invested in Robbie that he would be so invested in getting Robbie's mother healthy to take care of him. Right. But but also, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things like Daniel went to Johnny because he knows that they should work together. He clearly went yes. to Shannon is because, well, if Robbie comes to you, I would hope that you can also trust me that I would, you know, make the right decision how to handle the situation. Right. Right. And one of the things that, that stuck out to me, you know, she was like, um, Shannon's like, I didn't expect to see you two together when you know Daniel said that he was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a shot and it's brilliant. Johnny's line is, yeah, well, anything to, you know, take care of our son. Mm-hmm. But the way it's filmed, he might be saying that to Shannon. Right. But he's oh, saying that right. with him and Daniel on the screen. Oh, yeah. that's um, That thought has crossed my mind many a times uh, watching so that scene. So that one, I think, is blatantly, you know, he is their son. Yeah. They, they're both his parents. They're both his fathers. I, I would imagine that's, that might have even been the decision of the editor. Um, I don't know. It would have had to have been shot that way. I mean, they got different angles, right? So yeah. the editor still picks the angles. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So, But whoever picked it, brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, they know what they're Again, doing. Again, subtle, but deep. Right. We get it. We're seeing you. We see you guys. We see you. We see um, you. She tells them. That usually when Robbie gets in trouble, uh, his was it dimwit friends or something like that. Or, or, uh, it's something, it's some kind of insult. Right, right. That they're not too far behind. Uh, and this line, it, it it definitely made me laugh out loud. Uh, she calls Trey Chris Brown, and the uh, other one looks vaguely Latin, which is a uh, Cruz. Yeah, 
that's just vaguely Latin. <laughs> like it, it, the way Diora does these lines, they're just like so drawn out. Like she's thinking whether or not she should say what's in her brain. <laughs> she's been in rehab. Like this is really doing wonders for her. She's got a life coach that Johnny shades her for and these things. So yeah, you know, this is a this is a, a different Shannon that that we've you know we haven't seen the side of her before. Um, I wonder if if part of Johnny's issue with her, at least, you know, with the with the bickering and sparring, is she closer to the Shannon he fell in love with or further away? That that's a that's a very good question, actually. Um I wouldn't even be surprised if she's nothing like what he has ever seen and kinda likes it. Yeah. You know, she's doing better for herself. You know, maybe when they hooked up, I mean, I'm not going to say that you have to be in a bad place to be with a Johnny Lawrence, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, she just might be doing well for herself. And he's like, hey, my name is Johnny. <laughs> you know, like. Um, Hitting on her again? Yeah, yeah. 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 There's just something about it, you know, just to see uh, someone who you thought you knew to to be, to, to look good, to to feel good and. Uh, just have a different outlook on life. You know, I I, I really um, think that rehab is working out for her. Oh, I do too. I'm looking forward to see where seeing where Shannon goes from here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know I was super, super critical of her in season one and season two. As I should have been, she abandoned her son to run off to Mexico with a guy she met at a bar. Yeah. But um, I I like to see the growth. And everyone's growing this season. Oh, absolutely. It, and in, Shannon is growing in leaps and bounds. So, it, and not just the, the characters, but the actors, um, the characters themselves, they're all getting better at, you know, karate. Um, the actors are, even, I, I've never seen them um, make me as emotional as season three has. Uh, oh, so, God, yes. Yeah. Waterworks. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Daniel knows exactly where they are. Um, and then we get the Clarence. Well, yeah, because he put them there. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, uh, Clarence the mouse. This is the sequence that uh, that's going on here. Uh, I think we all is know. Is he a this mouse one. or is he a hamster or is he a guinea pig? He's kind of chubby. I I'm thinking. He, I I think a mouse. I think he's a mouse. Um, whatever he is, Crease is an evil son of a bitch. Yes. Uh, it, one comment and we'll continue. But um, I feel it's a mouse, and this could be completely nothing. Uh, because re- remember, we spoke with Michael Jonathan Smith, and he says, you know, now they have to like really be, I don't know, cautious uh, whether they like something or not, because they don't want somebody to think like, yeah, we this you're on the right track for this theory, or it's just simply like, hey, I like this. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but uh, Michael and Luan both liked my uh, side by side of Clarence and Stuart Little, uh, saying that they might be relatives. Um, so oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I they think it's a be. mouse. Yeah, yeah. Cute little blonde kid in glasses and a mouse. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it uh, kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that was a popular one. People liked that uh, that one, and uh, Owen got some love in that in that thread. He was the Jerry Maguire kid, wasn't it? He was. Yep. He was. Uh, yeah. The human head weighs eight pounds. Um, yeah, I don't or, remember his name. Uh, Jonathan Lipnicki. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote Owen, but I mean Bert uh, objects to feeding the snake, uh, and Crease weaves out the week. I hate that man. This is some um, emotional manipulation here. This is some screwed up bullshit. Here yeah. is what this is. 
right? We're explicit, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this is just, man. Um, I used to think that maybe Crease wasn't so involved in the brainwashing and the mental torture that Daniel went through in, in Karate Kid 3, but... To see him do this so blatantly, so openly in front of so many children tells me that, yes, he absolutely was. Yeah. This is just vicious. Yeah. He wants to see if any any of these, um, you know, students are weak. You know, do you, you know, do you have the heart to feed the snake another living ma- uh, mammal? That I have just made you fall in love with. Right. And name... And care about... Right, you chose the name, now you're going to feed them to the snake. That is just... I mean, we we raised mice to yeah. feed a lizard, but we didn't name the mice. Right. They were yeah. literally just feeder mice because the lizard had to eat mice. And it was cheaper to raise them than to buy them. So... So, yeah. And then we had a carbon monoxide leak in the basement and all the mice died. But Yikes. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of um, like uh, kind of like in season two where, you know, Miguel went to talk to Johnny about like uh, how he was addressing the class. Hawk does this with Crease and also mentions that uh, they should probably look to recruit some more people now that they've lost some and, um, you know, the week is being weaved out. How does Hawk know that Miyagi-Do is closing down? Word gets around, I'm sure. From who? I'm I'm just I'm I'm because there's there's been no real indication at this point that Miyagi Do is closing down. There's also been no indication that he wants to work with them again. Right. I mean, this is an episode after he or yeah, an episode after he and um Dimitri had their confrontation in the hallway. Um, so is he saying that he wants to bring Dimitri in? No, I don't think bring he's talking Chris about- Bring Chris back? I mean, how many options do they have? Well, I, I just think he's, um, kind of more so addressing, like, the way that Chris is doing it, because you're cutting way too many people too fast. You know, so the recruiting is maybe just to fill in the few that they lost, but he wasn't expecting Chris to get rid of half the class just right now. Um, right. But right. yeah, Chris says that he wants people with no fear and no mercy. And apparently only before Tori, only one girl made the cut. Now, I um, um, again, like taking notes and trying to listen at the same time. Um, there's, there's just so much that I can actually type on my phone while I'm also uh, watching the episode. Was this also the same scene where um, Chris says that they need a new champion? When he's talking to Hawk, Hawk, yes. Right, okay. So so basically, Kreese is he doesn't think um, Hawk is worthy of the championship. Either that or he's goading him into trying to become it. Yeah, I, I thought of that too. But, you know, the rest of the season, I'm not really picking up on that, you know? Um, because in later on in this episode, uh, Kreese does tell Tori that, you know, that she's a born fighter. And so... Um, if he is doing what you're saying he is doing to Hawk, I, I, he's, he's not doing enough of it. Um, well, a couple of episodes later, the the Hawk shows him exactly what he's made of. 
Yes, so, but that's also like, but that was because of Tory, and I don't know if he was doing that to crease to be like, well, I think I am worthy. You know, like I'm not seeing that dynamic. Um, but that's true. Yeah, he I, I, he may it, it could go it could go either way. He was yeah. either he he could have been either thinking about going to get Tory back. Um, which, like I said, before her, without her, there's only one girl still on the team. And that's that real pretty black girl with the braids. Right. Um, she's the only one that did not object to feeding the mouse to the snake. Um, Sean Thacker was a blink and you miss it member of Cobra Kai. Um, yeah. Before he ends up <clears throat> over at Eagle Fang. Yeah. And that boy is just adorable. Yeah. Um, encounter I, I with Johnny later some, on, too. Yeah, I hope he gets some lines next season because he's just adorable. Yeah. Um. So I, he could have been thinking about going to get Tory back. He could have been thinking about goading Hawk into becoming that. Um. I don't know if long term he was already thinking of Robbie. Probably not because Robbie's still missing. So. But but that you know we're not gonna. But put he's it always past thinking long term. Right, Everything exactly. is long term with this man. And and I feel it was also this episode where he says something about being uh, you know a step ahead of your enemy and stuff. Actually, I think that's at the end of the episode. Um. All right, so we go to Tori. Uh, she is making her mother something to eat and has her brother uh, take it to him. We don't see her face, and we meet uh, the I guess apartment manager uh, Rodney. Sleazy dude. Uh, this this super, yeah. The super, yeah. Um, he's just a sleazy dude who's looking to collect rent and other forms of payment. You know, the rapist. Yeah, that, call him uh, what he is. Therapist. <laughs> the uh, rapist. Yes. Yeah. That's that's the uh, Saturday Night Live Sean Connery. They yeah yeah, yeah the rapist there um, yeah yeah. <laughs> Um, but they 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 make it very very clear just exactly how he is expecting Tori to pay rent. Oh, very clear. And yeah. she's seventeen. Uh, probably Miguel is so. Uh, and where did I hear this? Um, I feel I feel it was actually on the Karate Kid Minute with uh, writer Bob Dearden, uh, who we have not spoken to yet. Um, I believe he told Robin and Matt that the kids are, uh, most of them are basically juniors. So that's right there in line with 17. Um, yeah, and um, I I forget who it was. One of the big three, possibly all of the big three, um, had said last season that um, most of the kids at the start of season two, most of the kids were 16. Tori was 17, and they made that decision intentionally. Hmm. Uh, they wanted her to be just a little bit older. Okay. She can't turn 18 before the All-Valley. Um no. All right, so... Where was I? Well, she came in in the summer, so she can be 17. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he tries to put his hands on her, and she threatens to, I don't know if it was break his arm or break his wrist. Uh, I think it was break his, I thought it was break his hand. Okay. She breaks something. She was going to break something. She was going to break said, something. She said, I bet you won't talk like a man if I break your whatever. Yeah. So, her mom's on dialysis, and so we, we get some, get a little bit more of uh, Tori here. Right, and the the cryptic um, response to is Tori and Juvie, um, and the answer was no, and you'll see how. Right, uh, we'll, we'll find where out. We, this is where we find out how. Uh, not yet. We'll we'll find out more about about Tori later. Um, I think that's pretty much it there. 
So and she kicks the um oh right the, she kicks the downspout yeah which is actually um important to later in the in the episode so yes oh yes yes um but but also I guess uh, one other thing one other thing about uh, what was it oh the um where she lives repurposed Johnny and Miguel's um, courtyard oh yes absolutely yeah so but once you build an apartment building. You just kind of reuse it every chance you get. Yeah. And it makes sense because, you know, uh, how different are apartment buildings? Those those low income apartment buildings do tend to resemble each other because they just kind of, you know, come up with one design that works and stick them everywhere, yeah. at least around here. here. Here's a fun fact for those that didn't listen to our um, episode about visiting the set. Uh, well, we found out that Robbie's apartment was also... Uh, the same room used for um, Rico's tattoo shop, where uh, Hawk mm-hmm. got his tattoo. See, mm-hmm. so they reuse rooms like that. Um, all right, Trey and Cruz. So they go to prison. So if you did, think- <laughs> Trey and Cruz go to prison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a movie. That, that sounds like a, a sequel in in another <laughs> hidden in, in John uh, collaboration. There, um, I love that. But, but if you didn't know before, uh, this. Tells you that they are over 18. So they were using a minor to assist in crimes. Um, that would be Robbie. And to anyone who was watching our live stream with Stacey Harmon, you knew this when she said it. To anyone who listened to the playback or the podcast version of the interview with Stacey Harmon, that part was gone. Yeah, it was it was a accidental slip. Um, she mentions yes. where, where they were. But yeah, she's I, like, oh, they go to adult jail, right? Not juvie. And we're like, what? Yeah, so... So that was spoiler, but um, I think we all kind of figured they would, but that was just a spoiler that, you know, we kind of knew. I couldn't really see Daniel letting them just walk away after they stole everyone's wallets, including his wife's. Yeah. And then, you know, tried to kill Robbie. Right. So, you know. A whole ass it, fight on the beach. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't see Daniel letting them just walk away from that. So when the police officer brings them over, or corrections officer, um, he sits them both down aggressively. So these two <laughs> have Rick, been Kevin James bitch. <laughs> yeah. So these two have been on like on the nerves of these correction officers. I feel. Oh God, Jeff Kaplan through this entire scene just kills me. Just, He's really good. So. He's so good. Johnny's trying to play the bad cop, and they're you know giving him a hard time, and um, and then Daniel. Uh, jumps in and you know they show him some respect and they're like all right, all right cool cool hey hey all sorry right, Mr. Larusso yeah. <laughs> uh, so Johnny bitch slaps his crews a couple times officer looks after, away after expressing offense at the fact that they're afraid of Daniel and not him yeah right so hilarious scene I was really happy to see these guys oh, it's back so good they're so, so good so basically and after the second or third time Johnny smacks him uh, Terrell leans across and, and like Trey like jumps in front of him like he's protecting him like whoa 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 and I just everything about Trey and Cruz to me screams I have got to know more about these two yeah I love them well I want to know what about that uh, was it bitch ass punk from Ventura. I am, I'm forgetting the actual line. I, I, I think that um, bitch ass is like Cruz's favorite word. Yeah. Okay. In Everyone's the, in, a bitch in, ass. Just in, in the universe, you know? Okay. All right. Fair enough. He, he definitely likes bitch because he tells Johnny that Daniel's not a bitch. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and then immediately gets bitch slapped. So, you know, right. yeah, yeah, bitch, yeah. bitch, bitch, bitch. It's, it's a word. 
it, it's a it's a great scene um, for me to watch this uh, live. I was like, that's awesome because that's like roughly two weeks after we hung out with uh, Jeff Kaplan uh, at the yes. meetup. Yeah. Yes. So, so the, it was really nice to see him return. Um, yes. And uh, uh, let me see. Also, speaking of, you know, set visits and things like that, um, and me with the rewatches paying attention to the background, we were standing there. Yeah, that's that's the that's a lot. Yep. Over by the stunt trailer. Right. And that's also, um, you know, the outside will we'll find out uh, in a later later episode. That's also right about where I ran into Hito. Yeah. Yeah. So just so odd. I love I love recognizing that stuff. Right. Um, like in in season you know, in episode one, um, paying attention to the backgrounds and seeing them sit on the platforms that we had been standing on just a couple of days before, and they did get the giant hole filled, which was which was good because I, I didn't want anyone to fall in the giant hole. I don't remember a hole. I stepped um, in it. Oh, okay. Well, you <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah they they give them they give them a little something. Um. And that's pretty much the end of the scene. They tell him about Tech Town. Yeah. Um, tells uh, tells Trey to give, give Cruz a tampon for his nose. That whole scene, and and then the way the way they stand up to leave is just like, are they going for Tango and Cash? Are they going for Riggs and Murtaugh? Which what are they actually? It's it's amazing. Well, both both Ralph and Billy were also, you know, um, stars of the eighties and nineties, and so I'm I'm sure all, all of that was influenced, or if not, you know, it's they're cut from the same cloth. These guys. I mean, here's this super rich guy in a pair of jeans and like a freaking designer bomber jacket sitting next to a dude in a red hoodie that's beat all to hell. I got that they, red hoodie. That look that looks like one of my hoodies. Everybody has that red. Daniel had that red hoodie when he was sixteen. But uh, he gave it to do they, to Johnny. They both stand up like just the biggest badasses on the planet because they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, all right, and they're just walking freely through a prison yard. Yeah, I, I mean, and look, nobody's gonna screw with them. They're not in prison. They're visiting. So you know, yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, we cut to Miguel in the hospital. He's unable to feel things. The docs, you know checking all like these pressure points and uh, Miguel doesn't feel it and Miguel asks if he could do karate again and um, he just doesn't look good he has to borrow Carmen goes outside and Miguel gets the hint uh, yeah because you know as is always done for dramatic purposes doctors take mothers outside to give them traumatic news right in front of a giant glass window exactly yes um and I mean, the only thing we were missing is uh, the ability to actually hear what was going on uh, faintly. <laughs> um, right. The the nose, you know, just coming around the. Yeah. Yeah. So a really brief scene there. Uh, the next one, uh, Johnny is eating Daniel's nuts and he has to not <laughs> get it, get it all over the place. Um, Amanda calls and Johnny buries his face in Daniel's lap. This is what I was referring to earlier. Um, so, oh my you God, know, corn a nuts. A lot of us, 
A lot of us, we saw... Johnny is eating corn nuts in the Audi, and <laughs> Daniel says that he doesn't want to be picking them out of the upholstery for the next five years. Right. That does suck. So then Johnny starts uh, uh, throwing them into the air and catching him with his mouth just to get under Daniel's skin. Johnny obviously does not know how Bluetooth phones work in cars. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. visual is very suggestive. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, I, I made a little, um, just a like a one frame video. Uh, basically, it, it almost looks like Johnny's putting his head on Daniel's shoulder. And I have Paul Anka's Put Your Head on My Shoulder playing in the background. They're so, so adorable. I yeah. love them so much. It's they a, are they are Oscar and Felix. They are they are uh they're like freaking, you know, um Ricky and Lucy. They're um they're the the honeymooners. Okay. Just they're the odd couple. Everything about them is perfect. Yeah. The way they talk to each other, the way they act with each other neither one of them is afraid of the other and they will do everything they can to irritate each other even when they're getting along right but johnny will not lie to your wife for you right and if you just went to a prison with him he will tell her (laughs) yeah and as johnny does he tells his version of how things actually went down having gone to the prison and you know these guys are a bunch of pussies and and they gave you know everything up and all that so Coughed um, it up like a chicken bone. Yeah, I, I just I just love the part where he talks about like Cruz crying. You know, and he just gives this like little chuckle as if like, man, it's been a while since I made somebody cry. I've either been kicking the asses of like little kids or getting my own ass whooped. <gasps> Poor Amanda. Yeah. On the other end of that phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, <gasps> she would be so entertained if she could see what they're actually doing, but she does hear Daniel go, "Just back up, just sit up, and." And the look Johnny gives him is almost like disappointed. Like, but I want to talk to your steering wheel. Like, what? Right. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. It was like, okay, so was this like a one of those portable speakers, or this one was like a built-in? Um, because I feel if it was like the built-in, you would actually have Amanda coming in through the surround sound speakers in the actual car. So for him to be speaking to the steering wheel, or you know, in that uh, region. It might be like a portable speaker. Um, it looked to me like it was the built-in, and it's it's similar to mine. Is what it, because he he answered the phone with the steering wheel. You can do that, yes. But um, where where's the speaker, or where where's that coming out of the the car speakers? Oh, the, mine. They come yeah. out of the speakers in the front, but not necessarily the back. And the microphone is somewhere around the rearview mirror. Okay, so maybe Johnny is thinking that the microphone is on the steering wheel. Because he answered it there right, and started right. talking. Yeah, Got it. that's what okay. I think. And, right. and as he's talking, Daniel is just like, it, it, if he could throw his hands in the air while driving, the, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Um, he absolutely would. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's not a super long scene, but here we are. We're dwelling on it for like five minutes because it yeah. is... Everything. It's everything. We saw the abbreviated version in the trailer. Yes. uh, So we knew this was coming. Yes. Um, And it's everything. Yep. So Kreese visits Tori and tries to convince her to stay with uh, Cobra Kai. Uh, So again, if you didn't know it was Nichols, you know know now. 
Yes. <laughs> this is like the fifth time uh, it's come up yeah, on the show. Right. But, um, you know, this is also where we find out why she's, I guess, quote unquote, so busy. Uh, apparently, she's got community service hours. Uh, she's on probation because of the fight and also trying to get her GED, but also working uh, two shifts. Mm-hmm. So she is expelled, um, which we knew that from the first episode. Correct, that, from that, Amanda. That, sh- that she and Robbie had both been expelled. Um, and um, we hear her mother's voice. Right. But we do not see her her face. We just hear her yell out, who's there, Tori? Um, and as she's talking to Kreese, she keeps glancing over his shoulder at the super who is over there working on the now very dented, um, downspout, <laughs> trying to figure out how the hell it got that way. <laughs> He's stupid too. Like if, if he, you know, it's clearly it was her. Like that would have been my first guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Kreese bonds with her. Um, Both their moms over his yep over his mother having been ill and lived in a place less charming than this and you're a natural born fighter and I need you back and right. you know so so Crease and Tori are brother and sister because their moms moms are sick right Sa- same mom no that's uh, that's not how it works uh, no oh okay not here anyway okay not not our dojo. Yeah. Um, all right, so she hints to Kreese that uh, Rodney is a problem, and he gets to hint. Oh, yeah. he get, I, I don't know if she actually intended for Kreese to pick up on that. No, no. Like, she, she knows that he's a concern, and, and basically, t- you know, she was telling Kreese, like, yeah, I just, my hands are tied. Um, but right. just, just the, you know, coincidence that Rodney happens to be out there, and she's looking in his direction while speaking— Chris gets it. Yeah, he and he gets it very clearly that once again, just like Tori figured out, you know, how she is expected to pay rent. Chris yeah. knows how Tori is expected to pay rent and um, not happy. Yeah. So we cut back to the Chris flashback um, and David is outside in the parking lot, slaps Betsy for, I guess, uh, her and Chris for exchanging looks or something. Um and some butt kicking ensues. <laughs> Heck of a lot, butt kicking. Um, pretty good, pretty good choreo, uh, choreo here. Oh, the, I love this fight. Yeah, it's, I love this fight. I, I'm glad that it's not martial arts. It's it's actual punching yeah, and it's, kicking. It, yeah, it's it's actual just like street fighting. And yeah. um, I mean, Jesse Cove can move. Oh sure, that that out. man can throw a punch. Yeah, and obviously Ken can being a stuntman for a living. Uh, yep, and and take and, punches. Yeah. Barrett looks fantastic. That last punch that he throws when he he's got David's arm all wrenched up, and then he, I mean, he knocks him out. Yeah. Um, back to the uh, back to the future reference. This gave me the whole George McFly, Lorraine Baines, and and Biff Tannen vibes. Um, you know, down to like almost a line where I'm forgetting the line David says, but um, it reminded me of. Uh, Gosh, Biff had a similar line, like, now you're going to pay, or I'm kind of blanking on it right now. But again, just I, I'm seeing the similarities here. Right. Yeah, there are. And it, it's, you know, they're they're not expecting the nerd to be able to defend, you know, the damsel in distress. And then, you know, he turns around and kicks their ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and Kreese offers her a ride home, 
which with blood running down his face and once again i like this kid smiling too (laughs) yes i like this kid he's a good kid uh so we cut to a gas station we find out that daniel is above gas station food where johnny go ahead i I was just gonna the, the, the look on daniel's face when he says that is like he actually puts thought into answering it you, you know, like, about it. yeah, I am too good for gas station food. But Mike, what, what exactly is Johnny eating? Is that a churro? Is that a tornado? Is that what is what is that he's eating? I I, th- I thought we were. Uh, I, I I think Hayden unofficially said it was a churro, like uh, recently. Oh, okay. Uh, because I mean, gas stations sell taquitos and they sell tornadoes and they sell a dozen the the the, the um egg rolls and like a dozen things that are that shape. Oh shit! Sure. There's everything. So, I mean, there's that like um. Uh, like uh, waffle pockets, you know, and the inside is like eggs and sausage, and it's a waffle on the outside with the maple. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Uh, those, you know, not gonna lie, I like them. I mean, I'm not above it. I'll eat it. Um, um, before we went vegan, I would eat the hell out of some uh, pepper jack tornadoes too. Ooh, those mm. are good. Yeah, that Very sounds good. good. Uh, Amanda texts Daniel that Miguel is out of his coma, and um, I was a little. I don't know. Johnny's reaction, you know, it, it was a little um, underwhelming for me. I was, it, it, it was, especially with as relieved as Daniel is. Yeah. So. Um, and I thought Johnny was super understated and Daniel was more elated than I expected him to be. Well, maybe they're like the audience and like, well, we knew this would happen. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but there's I'm also, there, there, I think Johnny also, because he's like, oh, that's good, isn't it? Like, like there's still doubt. Yeah, he doesn't and, know where uh, Miguel's uh, mind frame is right now. Right. And he also is still banned from Miguel's bedside as far as he knows at this point. Right. Because so, Carmen never wants to see him again. Yeah. So Miguel waking up, Daniel can go visit him whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. Johnny can't. Right. So I think there might be a little of that going on too. The hesitancy, the, oh, that's great, but I can't see him. Yeah, right. Well, what good is that for me right now? Right. Because of the situation. Um, they see the 93 Dodge Caravan pull up and uh, this guy who uh, who accommodated the vehicle left the LaRusso <laughs> auto plates on it. So... Uh, um. Yeah. Okay, I have to point out once again. Uh-huh. D- Daniel, I love you. Why does Johnny have to tell you the make and model of the van that has your license plates on it? Uh, Obviously, he's... it is your stolen car. Yeah. I mean, you're a car salesman. Did you know that specific van? No. Do you know your own license plate? I mean... Is there anywhere else in town that says LaRusso Auto? Um, You know what? I didn't pay attention to the blocking. Maybe from his vantage point, he was unable to see it. He absolutely could see it. Okay. All right. Well, I, I don't know what Absolutely, because the, the tailgate, the hatch, was right toward the where they were standing. They yeah. both saw it. All right. Uh, so They make car- Daniel look like the dumbest car salesman on the planet sometimes. Just saying. Um, I mean, th- there's a lot going on. The, the, the episodes are just 30 some odd minutes. So, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's my license plate. 
makes so much more sense than Johnny saying, that's a 1994 Dodge Caravan. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Okay. Um. So, yeah, car chase ensues. Uh, Amy, she, um, did she put that music behind the video? As far as I know, she did. Yeah, because yeah. she said she did not cut anything. Yeah, that's awesome. And you said that it kind of lined up. Oh, so I it guess does. some context here. Uh, Amy, um, um, she noticed that the, the the chase was very similar and shot in the same area as Smokey and the Bandits, right? Is that the right movie? Um, yeah, it was Smokey and the Bandit. I don't know how much of Smokey and the Bandit. Well, maybe, maybe some of it were shot on that road. But um, she was just mentioning that you know they were bringing beer from someplace to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and it fits. It fits yeah. perfectly. Uh, like there's scene cuts on the beat. Um, Daniel uh, telling Johnny to slow down lines up exactly with the words of the song. Um, so it looks like like when he said put that hammer down and Daniel is saying down and it just. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's another, beautiful. Another thing I picked up on this, like I know they're in the middle of a chase, but Johnny is driving the exact same way he was test driving that Challenger. <laughs> a little bit more aggressive. A little bit more aggressive because of the situation, but not too dissimilar, really. No, not really. And Daniel absolutely is going to be picking corn nuts out of the Audi's upholstery for the next five years. Oh, yeah. For, now for sure. Uh, even more so. Um, mm-hmm. and, Face full of corn nuts. And I just picked up on, on on the Johnny's driving because like me and the eight-year-old, we're uh, going back and revisiting. That's just kind of our thing now is just to watch Cobra Kai. I mean, the other day, I should have granted him for this. You know what he did? He watched Cobra Kai without me. About three episodes. You cannot ground your child for watching television. I could. Unless he's like watching triple X rated stuff in his room. Yeah, well, let's let's hope he doesn't know how to log on to my uh, Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all these comments are coming yeah. from. <laughs> um, all right, let's see here. Back to the show. All right, so we're inside a chop shop. Um, not the same vibes, but I did think of uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Little bit. Little bit with Thor coming down on the yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Uh so you got about uh four guys in there who catch Johnny and Daniel coming in, talking about calling the cops and all these things. And again, uh more karate as promised. A whole lot. Very good. Um some great editing, some great stunt work. Um everything lines up great, except for the main guy. Kind of kind of does this thing where he just stands there and watch things happen for a while. That's probably my only criticism about the sequence. Um, he does kind of stand back and let the other three take care of things. Um, but then again, also at one and this just kind of shows me even as, you know, the burgeoning kind of um, partnership that these two have. Um that Daniel trusts Johnny like right off the bat and they respond to each other very well. Yeah. Because Daniel is standing there and the main guy is running up at his back. Daniel has no idea the guy's there. Johnny yells duck. Daniel ducks. Yeah. And the guy gets a face full of giant wrench. So that yeah. could have taken him out for a little while. It could have. You know, you know what? Uh, in that situation, you kind of have no choice and you guys are outnumbered. So you got to trust yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and he's already come with you this, this far. Uh, he also chased this guy down. Um, you know, trying to get information for uh, about Robbie. 
So Right. And we have in this sequence, we have the first incidents of people deciding that they want Daniel to be somewhere else. So they just pick him up and put him there. <laughs> yes. Um, my thing is, like, if that if that one guy is going to be just standing there, I, I, I wish he could have gotten some lines be like, hey, no, over there. Or, you know, try to call some out, you know, rather than literally just standing there doing nothing or saying anything. I feel like he should have been giving some something to do if he wasn't really in the fight. Yet. I was paying so much attention to, you know, the fight itself that I, I this is one that I cannot really focus on the background. Okay. Because, because there's st- really beautiful stuff going on in the foreground. Um, no, and right. I just, I'm so focused on the fight um, uh, Johnny, you know, uh, uh, with the guy with the chain over on the hood of the car ends up, you know, smashing him through the windshield. The, the monster that picks Daniel up and tosses him into the tires. Then Daniel gets up and arm drags him. Um, and then stands up and straightens his jacket. Um, but anyway, um, and then the final, the final fight, you know, the, the, the final guy that they, they fight, there's the. Call it an Easter egg if you want to. It was in the trailer. Everybody knows it's there. Johnny sweeps the leg. Daniel kicks the guy in the face. Yeah. It's a, that's a, that's the cherry on top, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yep. Definitely one of my favorite fight scenes. This one gets Preston really excited. Um, he likes, he likes all the fights, uh, really. Um, especially well, eight-year-old boy. Yeah. You're, you're right. Um, let's see here. Oh, Yes, and uh, so so they have a disagreement, obviously, on how things are being handled. Uh, Johnny is, um, you know, doing his best Batman voice. Where is he? You know, uh, that whole deal. And then him and Daniel uh, get into it a little bit here. I, I, it, it's so still them, you know. Um, it, Johnny's beaten the guy into the ground repeatedly. Um, He's scared. Which, it's it's he gets to this point where he sees red and he just can't. And I actually wonder, you know, it, it, we're talking fictional characters, of course, in sure. a television show. But yeah. where would Daniel's head be at this point watching the man who lost his temper and nearly killed him? He's standing there watching him do it to someone else. Yeah, right. Didn't even think about that. Um. So, you know, and he tries to pull him off. And then Johnny pushes him away, and then he, he finally gets him off of the guy, and they turn on each other. Yeah. As they do. They turn and, on each other. Right, right, right. And 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 this time, you know, when they, they, they end, they, they kick each other, and they just step back. I like and that. That's, that's, I do, too. Yeah. I love the way it ends. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's a good um, push, you know, yeah. uh, between the two. Yeah. Yeah. They're even, you know, mm-hmm. and it's Johnny's turn to yell, what the hell is wrong with you? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a really good sequence. Um, Johnny, you know, takes off with the van. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, There's okay. a, there, you, have, you have to mention when they get back outside and they're going at each other verbally. Um. And uh, Daniel's like, I should have known better than to team up with a lunatic like you. And then yeah. you're the one that came to me. Don't do it again. Don't worry, I won't. Can't believe you actually taught children. Johnny says, yeah, like, you're some kind of great teacher. Look what happened to Robbie. Yeah, 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 there we go. I, I completely skipped this part where I say uh, regrets teaming up and admits when he's failed. 
Yes, um, and Daniel so, says, I admit when I'm failed, when I fail, or maybe he just had a little bit too much of you in him. Yeah. And you watch both of their faces at the end of this conversation. They both know they just went too far. Yeah, D- Daniel is a little bit more um, more noticeable. Yes. Um, Johnny, yeah. though, is hurt by what Daniel said. Yeah, and he's also not denying it. No. Uh, so and they, but they both know they went too far. They both regret everything they said. So in true, well-adjusted adult behavior, they jump into their cars and storm off in opposite directions. While um, Daniel tells Johnny to make sure that he returns the van to the dealership. Yep, you better return that car to the dealership. Yep, yeah. and um, it's never going back, Daniel. Right, he, he's he's got another one. Right, you. you um, I mean, it's Johnny's fault. He doesn't have the Challenger anymore, but. Yeah. yeah, but it's like it's become Daniel's job to provide Johnny. That's that's three cars in three seasons now. He fixed the Firebird, then he gave him the Challenger, and now he gave him the the. Oh, it's a serious downgrade from the char the Challenger to a uh, caravan. But oh, absolutely. You know. I mean, the, the the years alone, and uh, again, a, a van compared to a muscle car. But, I couldn't uh, believe they found a cha- a a. a, 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 a uh, caravan that old in that good a shape. Those things are usually rusted completely out, paint you, all chipped off. You did mention the um, the mileage was also extremely uh, low. Yeah, it's only um, like one hundred and thirty nine thousand. I didn't get a chance to look it up, but I did wonder uh, uh, if the color design of the van resembled like any uh, like station wagons from like other movies, i.e., like the vacation movies or something. Cause I feel like that's a really old timey look to that. Yeah. It has band. the, it had the fake wood right. on the side, the wood, which for uh-huh. some reason resurged in the nineties, which was stupid. Yeah. I, Cause it's always been ugly. That's why I thought station wagon. Um, but yeah, maybe anybody that knows the Griswolds better than I, maybe they'll remember the colors. Was it green? Was it winter green? Like, like, like the, uh, like the van. I don't know. Yeah. So somebody could probably... Uh, uh, I watch Christmas Vacation all the time, but I don't watch the first one very often. Yeah. Um, all right. So Daniel gets an urgent call from Amanda and takes off. Uh, yes. So we got a short... Well, we se- think, Amanda, it might be... It might be... It might be Shannon. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, it, it, it's an urgent call nonetheless. Um, yes. I wrote Amanda just assuming that it was, but because we, we don't I don't think we see know, the screen. But... Yeah. But yeah, when you if you know where he's going, then yeah, it's more than likely Shannon. Yeah. Um, so short scene, Crease pays Rodney a visit, um, and he makes an arrangement. Uh, that's pr- pretty much it. Are you a grandfather or something? I yeah, I I, I question here, mm-hmm. and I think it's open for debate. Okay. Um, is this the Crease that we know, the monster? trying to um, regain some of his control over Tori, or is this the Johnny Crease we just met, who's the chivalrous young man um, protecting the, you know, Betsy's honor in the alley? Is it not Which the same one man? is this? I think it's the same man. It's, I think it's both. Yeah, and and I forget who it was I was talking to. Um, oh, crap. I, but it was someone on. It was someone I was talking to about it, and I asked that same question, and uh, her response was, uh, "I think it's a little bit of both." Right. And but then then we've got the um, you know, the, whichever crease it is, um, is you know threatening the man with a cigar cutter. Yeah. Cut to Miguel cutting a hot dog. 
Yep, that's what I put. Hard cut to Miguel eating hospital food. Uh, it it looks like a like a smoked sausage with like the cheddar in the middle. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It, it just it, it's a, it's a perfect visual representation, I think, of a cigar cutter going through a finger. It was brilliant. Right. We had it was, twice it was hilarious. This, uh, I laughed. I episode. laughed my ass off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, let's see. Uh, we got Johnny visiting Miguel, mm-hmm. and the the dynamic here. It's um, or the contrast, I guess, and, and kind of what happens. Um, Johnny thinks. Like Miguel had come to terms uh, with what happened um, because like Miguel's doing this whole, you know, like, why why did this happen to me? You know, and and Johnny's like, oh, yeah, you know, like he's like, OK, he's, he's talking to me. He's opening up, but doesn't realize that Miguel actually feels betrayed. Yeah, he and does. So that's where we have that yeah emotional exchange where, yeah, when Johnny's like, oh, damn, no, not the way I thought this was going to go in Miguel screams, look at me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just uh gut wrenching right here and tugging at your heartstrings. Oh, it just kills me. And honestly, nails it, 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 Oh God. Yes. Um, honestly, Sholo's delivery on those last two lines where he throws Johnny out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I believed him. Um, not to say that Vanessa's performance was poor because Vanessa's performance in 210 was phenomenal. Um, I believed Miguel throwing Johnny out more than I did Carmen. Like I always had this part of me that thought that Carmen would let him back in. At this point, I thought Miguel was done. Yeah. Um, because he's devastated. His heart is broken. You know, the, the relationship between Miguel and, and Johnny is much more different than Carmen and, and um, Johnny. So I, I, I can yeah. see why, you know, uh, why, why you say that. But, yeah. I, it's I a was, lot deeper. So for Miguel yeah. to throw him out is uh-huh. like a much deeper sense of betrayal. Right. And Johnny's going to have to work that much harder to regain his trust again. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so we cut to Robbie visiting Shannon at the uh, rehab place and Daniel shows up. So I feel the way like Shannon walks over to Daniel. Um, I, I think that she's still like uncertain with um, what she's doing is right. Like I feel she's still having some reservations, maybe even some like second thoughts this very moment. You know, clear, right. clearly, yeah, clearly she called Daniel Robbie's here or Robbie's coming. Um, but when Daniel shows up, I feel she's kind of like, gosh, I, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing now. Right. And and I absolutely can understand where she's coming from. And you it's think, her child, her baby. Right. She's his mother. Yeah. Her job is to protect him. And right. you think, you know, back to where they were, the two of them, you know, four months ago in timeline at the beginning of season two. They were, uh, it, it, Robbie wasn't so much anymore, but Shannon was a criminal. She yeah. was a drug addict. She was, right. you know, uh, doing whatever she needed to do to make money, to steal drugs, to whatever, however she supplied her habits. She obviously didn't have a job um, because she was like always at bars. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, it, and and Robbie had been, you know, doing his criming thing off with Trey and Cruz and had not been arrested for any of that. So her like instinct 
the addict side of her um, is very used to avoiding law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, going out and, and doing all these things and committing crimes and getting away with it. Well, here's Robbie and he's free and she doesn't want him to leave like he's talking about doing. But she's not really sure that getting the cops involved is the right thing either. Right. Um, but Daniel did talk to the lawyer and that, uh, you know, if he turns himself in, that it's going to be a lighter sentence. Um, right. Um, I, I, my, my regret here is that Daniel didn't have 45 more seconds. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, you, you would know the outsiders a little bit better than me, but did Johnny Cade uh, make a comment about Ponyboy's hair? Yes. So is this uh, a reference to that where um, Daniel talks about or, you know, makes a comment about Robbie's hair? Um, well, it was more that when when Johnny and Pony were talking about each other's hair, it was about how much they hated their own. Um, it was Dally that walked in and was making fun of their haircuts. I, OK. All right. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to think back to like when they were um, like cutting it and, and bleaching it at the uh, church. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Johnny was Johnny was griping that Pony had cut too much off. Okay. okay. Um, and and he's like, get, you know, hands him the knife and goes, "Go ahead, get your jollies." Um, which that <laughs> just the, the just the phrasing on that just cracks me up. But <laughs> um, Robbie is when Daniel first gets there, Robbie is so conciliatory. He's such a very little boy. And he's so desperately looking for someone to protect him, to hide him, <clears throat> to whatever. He apologizes to Daniel for the fact that Daniel has to clean up his mess. Yeah. And like the, you know, the the kick on Miguel, you know, like everything that went down, Robbie is, is you know, claiming fault for it. Um, yes. But this is where I think... Uh, Robbie loses Daniel because of his choice of words. You know, um, Daniel is not saying that it's not his fault. Um, he says, like, you know, I, I I failed you and I'm sorry. But he never is like, no, you know, that's that that wasn't your fault. You know, we, so, so I think as a uh, troubled youth and needing uh, somebody to kind of be in your corner, he's not hearing what he thought he would hear from Daniel at this moment. But being a troubled youth and never having actually had an adult in his corner before, he doesn't right. understand that what yeah. Daniel is doing is a very dad thing. Right. You have to own up to this. You have to learn from your mistakes. You have to face the consequences of what you did. Yes, it sucks, but we're going to do this the easiest way possible. And that's why um, you said he needed 45 more seconds because like – yes. He, Daniel needed to explain all of that because um, the cop showing up, maybe not prematurely, but the timing of it really sucked and it left uh, their relationship a little sour. Because this is the Karate Kid Cobra Kai universe and no one, well, until the very end of the season, has good timing. Right. <laughs> no one. And right. even then it could be argued that that's bad timing. Yeah. So, um Give him 45 more seconds. Let him say, Robbie, the police are coming to get you. You're going to surrender yourself. You're going to get a much lighter sentence. Prepare him for that. Yeah. Don't let him hear the cop walk up behind him, turn around, and immediately turn on Daniel that he betrayed him. Yeah. Um, 
And then as the episode wraps up, we got a few sequences here. Uh, Tori Nichols uh, returns to class. Uh, she's mm-hmm. called Nichols in this uh, this moment. And we find out that her issues uh, has been worked out. And yeah, she, it's come to an arrangement. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. How funny how that worked out. And, right. And she joins the class. Um, flashback to 65 again. And uh, young Crease is leaving for basic training. Um, and he is going to come back a hero, he says. But dude, you're just I going to really, basic training. I mean, yeah. after the well, war. He, yeah, he he knew he was going to Vietnam immediately after basic training. I mean, that was everyone who joined the army at that time knew. Yeah, that, that's you know, a good point. That's where they were going. And in, in 65, it's right at the very beginning. Yeah. When they were still thinking that we were going to win um, oh, in 65. Okay, wow. Yeah. Oh, so, so that's, this was yeah. right at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he, so he knew. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we also have to remember then, you know, after the whole thing with his captain. Um, Not, that's the, too far ahead, well, depending what you're going to say. I No, I was just – well, I'm going all the way to the movies. Oh, oh um, okay. The picture on the wall, he was the 1972 – Karate champion. Yeah. So that means John Kreese was in Vietnam for at least six years. Yeah. It's a hell of a long time to be over there. Yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, six months is too long to be over there. Yeah. Um, And then as the episode closes out, uh, modern day Kreese addresses the class um, and he tells them that they, uh, that the enemies, they think that they're the hero and you're the villain uh, mm-hmm. That there is no good, there is no bad, only weak or strong, mm-hmm. and it's time for them to show their strength. And if you do, you'll be unstoppable. Yeah, I like that. That's um, it's it's good monologue. I I love because they did that with him last year too. Right. Um. They like every speech that Crease gives foreshadows so much, and when you get to the end of the season and you look back on it, you're like. Oh, wow. Except this time, I mean, I'm sure that he thinks that what he's telling the kids is going to go in his favor. Right. He's it, 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 he's wrong. He's foreshadowing someone else. I I also do wonder if he thinks himself as the bad guy, um, because, you know, the, the, the cut from young Kreese saying like, um, you know, I'm going to come back a hero, referring to the war and, and, and all that. And uh, but he's uh, the modern day Kreese is also saying. The enemies, they think that they're, they're hero. Or your enemies, they think they're their hero. So, oh, no. Kreese does not see himself as 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 the bad guy. Yeah. Kreese hates Daniel. Right. He thinks Daniel is the villain. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he... I I, 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 but Kreese has never been a hero. He didn't come back from the war a hero. He came back from the war and got spit on. And and, uh, and there were no parades. They came back in shame. Uh, I mean, so he says. No, that's what happened to Vietnam vets. Oh, oh well, that I know. But I thought, yeah. I, I thought you were saying like Chris was saying this. Oh, no, 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 no. no, yeah, no. That's stuff when, I knew. Yeah. When right. he comes back from the war, he does not come back a hero. So right. he's been trying to become this his whole life. And he doesn't think he's done it yet. Yeah. Um, and it's very warped. Yeah. But but uh, real quick comment back on Robbie and Daniel. Uh-huh. Um, Daniel does promise that he's going to come see Robbie every day. Right. 
And Robbie says, don't bother. Right. Um, and, you know, I I think that that's another instance of Daniel promising beyond, you know, like. That's a little. In, on, in honoring little what. Yeah, in honoring what Robbie wants, he's going to be breaking his promise. But if he keeps his promise, you know, because he, he's then put in this situation because of what Robbie says. Like, I mean, that, do, that's, do I visit him or not? You know, that, that, that's what these father figures do to him. They break these promises that they make. Right. But he, I mean, Sadly. he didn't really have a choice. He, if he goes to see him, he's he's not honoring Robbie's wishes. Yeah. But if he doesn't go to see him, then he's breaking his promise. It's right. It's his double edged sword. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, they, no matter what he does right there. So that wraps up uh, our uh, review of this episode. I think I thought this was a good one. Um, oh, I love this one. Yeah, uh, I, I can't. I can't wait for the uh, the upcoming episodes. Um, the re- I, I'll say it now, and I'll put a little bit of pressure on us. But uh, our review of episode three is going to come sooner than later. It's not going to be uh, what was it five six weeks since we put out. It's that been first a while, review. yeah. Has, but we but were again, a little busy. So this is the, the the first time that we've encountered this. Uh, I'll, I'll call it a, a bit of a problem. Is that while we just got our season three, they're already in production for season four, also making it difficult for us to schedule some interviews. So I was trying to get all the ones that I thought was going to be a little bit more difficult while they're like deep into season four production. Um, so that's why we got like, you know, Vanessa and Rose who are going to be like, you know, in key scenes, I'd imagine in season four, um, things like okay, that. Now just because she got promoted to series regular, you know, congrats her and Peyton. Yes, um, congratulations to both. Uh, awesome news. Gosh, Una, Una O'Brien and a Dallas something. Um, gosh, he's got like three names. Um, no, he's playing Dallas. He's playing Dallas, right? The the the, the new actor. I thought he's playing Kenny. Kenny, yes, Dallas is his first name. He, I wasn't prepared to bring this stuff up, but the fact that you brought up because it's, it's in the same article. Where <laughs> it they is in the same that. article. It yeah. is in the same article. So, um, anyway, so yeah, two two new uh, young cast members. Don't know mm-hmm. what dojos. Uh, nope. Very little is known except for what is in the article. So yeah, definitely check out the article. Right, and you know they're supposed to both be fourteen, and he looks like eight in his yeah. headshot. Um, it depends when these photos were taken. Right. Um, Looking forward to it. I mean, we're getting we're getting a a bigger and bigger and bigger, um, you know, a cast. We're getting more and more characters in. Right. Um, and I was worried at some point that you know, with too many side characters, that we would lose the main story. But uh, we had so many, not necessarily new characters. I mean, we had Sean. Um, but it's like every season, yeah, the cast grows, but the depth of the core story just keeps getting richer and richer. And I don't think anything is getting lost here. Yeah. It, it, they balance the, um, you know, the dialogue very well and the storytelling is very intricate. Um, I think, uh, I, obviously we don't know. But I I think it's safe to assume that we won't get Kumiko and um, Chosen back. So there's already like an episode and a half that 
uh, worth, an episode and a half worth, where they can add your, um, gosh, I don't even know who Una plays, but Kenny and Devin. Devin is the uh, the, the girl, yeah. Yeah, the Devin. new character. Yeah, yeah. So, so Ironic that I, that I would be the one to miss that name. Yeah, right. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, and, and we don't know how much... Uh, they they could have as many lines as like Bert did this season. You know, we we don't know, um, right? Or they could be you know Paul Walter Hauser and Peyton List size. Exactly. There you go. You know, yeah, yeah. For season two. Yeah, so we'll find out. We will find out. Um, all right. So that's gonna do it. Uh, again, we had no more feedback, but you know what? Um, we're still not gonna reach out for like actual feedback in the group like we did in previous seasons, but we will still take. The um the um, the voicemails okay and mm-hmm. again it's in the show notes but uh, for those that are listening it's four two four two six two seventy two eighty four which is uh four two four cobra eighty four you can yes. call that leave a message and we'll play it on the show but um something that we've kind of discussed never really made a decision but I think what what would actually be fun is like after um we wrap up our season three review. You know, all the episodes and maybe our interviews kind of died down a bit. Maybe um, you and I on different platforms, you, YouTube, me, Podbean, will do like a live and have like listeners call in and, and each episode will be an episode from season three. And they'll they'll be their chance to come on live and, and give some live listener feedback. You know, for yeah. those episodes, you know, so that's one of the things we have discussed for, yeah. you know, the off season, uh, doing a bit more on YouTube. Um in discussions on on uh, several other uh you know changes uploads to youtube um and um things might start to look a little bit different soon yeah so uh, we've kind of been teasing it on um twitter i think is the only place i've been mentioning it so we'll tease it now um hopefully sooner than later uh you guys will see a fresh new logo um, on social media and also the cover art. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't pimp out the group enough, but I know we've been getting tons of uh, people. Pardon me. Uh, we've been getting a, like a ton of new people following our official Facebook page. But yes. if, yeah, if you, if you didn't know, we have a group where you'll find like our moderators and a lot of the um uh, very familiar people on social media in our group. Uh, and if you want to interact with us, uh, just go on Facebook. You could type in www. Cobra Kai period com slash companion podcast. All those words are spelled out. But you've um, been practicing. No, I have it all right in front of me right now. Oh, cheater. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I wasn't going to lie about it. Uh, <laughs> the website is updated currently at the time of this recording. All 69 interviews are on. Our website, CorbaKaiCompanion.com. Companion spelled with a K, of course. Um, and Brianna, where can listeners find you? Unless there's another, something else you think that I might be missing in terms of pimping things out? Um, not I that I for can. Now. I think we got everything. Yeah. I think between the intro and the outro, I think we got everything. Okay. Um, uh, I don't have any um, anything scheduled coming up that I know of. Um, okay. I never know when a poster is going to jump out of my brain, so I can't make any promises about that. Um, but I am Brianna25 on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Archive of Our Own, Fanfiction.net, and YouTube. All right. 
and I don't have anything that I want to uh, put out there just yet. Uh, you know, when we do interviews, you will just see them unless it's, um, I don't know, just follow us on social media and you guys will get the updates. It, it is pretty simple and we're, we're, we are pretty active um, on, on social media, me also on Instagram. But uh, the Instagram, if that is your thing, Cobra Kai Podcast, Twitter, Cobra Kai Pod. And you guys, we've picked up so many new listeners and we want to thank you guys for, um, you know, for checking out our show. And the numbers skyrocketed, I, I would imagine, for for everybody. And, um, and, and again, I know you guys were waiting for the episode reviews and you guys were just getting interviews. But... Um, Gosh, well, I was, I was, I definitely had a point, Brianna. I, I thank you, <laughs> uh, thank you for finding us. Thank you for listening. Yeah, and um, look us up and leave us a review. Yeah, no, the yeah, the the review would be nice. Uh, okay, the the point I was getting is that that we picked up all these new people. If you do follow us on show, social media, give us a little, you know, shout out. Say, hey, you know, I check out the pod because sometimes people are like tagging us and things. We're like, are we supposed to know these people? Like, you know, there's there's a lot of people with like their first name and then like ten numbers followed by it on on Twitter. But but like somebody, a uh, gentleman today, uh, tweeted at me with like a headband that arrived, for, you know, for his daughter, and I'm like, oh, well, clearly this person knows who I am, but I don't. So yeah, if you listen to the show, yeah, just you know, say, say hello. Uh, we'd love to. Uh, meet you and and get to know our listeners Um, so yep that's gonna do it Uh, and until the next episode sorry Mr. LaRusso bye Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.